This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to the Confused Breakfast Podcast. On this podcast, we review the movies that define the 80s, 90s, and 2000s for us as kids. But you really can't talk about the defining media of your formative years without talking about the rest of pop culture. Yeah. On our mini episodes, affectionately known as Mini Bites, <laughs> we dive into some other aspects of childhood that must be explored. On today's fun-sized conversation, we talk about one of the most popular kids' television shows of the early 90s. Saved by the Bell. When I wake up in the morning and the lawn gets out of morning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. Uh. By the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's alright, cause I'm saved by the And so the I best know. part of the show, probably the best part of this podcast. <laughs> All right. So See ya. I, I know what you're thinking. Why is this coming out on a Monday? Did they screw up? <laughs> well, idiots. Exciting news. Because of the continued support of our Patreon members and the growing community that we've been developing, we were finally able to pull the trigger on adding an additional episode per month. Thank you, guys. It's always been our continued dream to switch to four full-blown movie reviews on every Wednesday of the month. But since we've developed these fun bonus episodes like Mini Bites, Top 5 episodes I've never seen, a brand new one that's coming up next month, Uh we didn't want to get rid of those. So hence the bonus episode every month. Thanks to all of our people in Patreon. We cannot do that without them. Everyone that's already a member, you have helped to make this possible. This is all for you. Anyone wanting to support the podcast, join the cool kids at patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Get access to weekly bonus episodes, voting on upcoming movies, a private Discord server. Join 200 other happy and satisfied patrons, please. Please and thank you. And if we just like get up to like 400, then it'd be like, well, I guess we'll just do like two episodes a week. I guess Oops. so. So help us out there. But that is why we were here on a Monday. Let's dive into our mini bite episode. Did you guys watch and love Saved by the Bell as much as I did? Nope. Well, <laughs> are you serious? Should we have talked about this before we did this? Maybe a little bit more than we talked about. Yeah. Now Ugh. it's not that. So here's the thing. You played the part of Saved by the Bell that I watched, and I was like, all right. <laughs> Now I'm switching to Toonami. Like, like, is this is this a difference of our age here? Like in in actual full effect? Uh, maybe because you're a little bit older than us. Uh, and, cheers. Uh, you know, um, cool story. But 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 um, I mean, like I was in syndication, so it was on like right. on repeat. Yeah. I never remember like you never got into it. Pressing the the button to watch Saved by the Bell ever. Look, I I did watch it, and I had older brothers, and I definitely like would watch it because they might watch it here and there. Um, but I remember even back then thinking it was corny. <laughs> wow, <laughs> seriously, wow. like like yeah, it was like the jokes. Like 
I was like, I guess, you know? <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was serious. Well, maybe it was an age gap because, like, I was, I from when it came out, I was age seven to then 12 years old when that kind of all ended. And then you have syndication beyond that. That is like, I, this show was meant for me, really. Yeah. I mean, it was like this, this leading you into high school and like kids' issues. And, you know, I, I remember watching this every Saturday morning, and then I remember it being on in syndication, like, after I came home from school. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like, you just watched it. You know, it, it was what you did. Everyone was doing it. Everyone in the whole country was like, say by the bell, if you were if you were the age that I was and some of our listeners were. It was it was a big deal for me, man. And where were you watching? Were you watching them, like, as they came out? Oh, every for week? sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, then, and, then in, and then in the thing we'll get into, you don't really know... In syndication, they just kind of played episodes. Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah, there was really matter. no. Right. All of a sudden, you're like, "Well, what is? Who's that? Why is Tori in, yeah. in the episode?" And then like, "Why are they at the Malibu Sands Beach Club now? <laughs> Last week they were at the, ch- at the high school." So Dude, there was really no rhyme or reason for syndication. I don't. A hundred percent. Like if you watch what they now call like what they call like maybe like season one. It is not Stay by the Bell that you think of. Yeah. No. it's not even the same thing. It was called. I, I don't know. We'll probably get we'll there, get but it's it. just like. Yeah, I was like, oh, why am I watching? Well, there's Zach, but where's everybody else? Why is his hair different in this? Wait, so they do count season one as the original version of this? Well, we'll we'll get into it. I'll tell you a little bit of history about it, but before we dive fully into, we're going to review Saved by the Bell from start to finish here. Uh, Every episode. Every episode. Scene by scene. Scene by scene. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) There's another podcast for that. We'll tell you all about it. (laughs) I want to thank all the other podcasters out there who listen to our show. It means an absolute lot to us, especially when we find out that other podcasters are listening and we get their voicemails and comments and messages. Many are not only a fan of the show, but they also like have questions for us, which mm-hmm. is cool because we're very, you can reach us, we're accessible people. One of the big questions that comes in is how do you get your sponsors? If you're an aspiring podcaster, you're usually like, well, how do I get people to do that? And for us, we were very lucky with our personal relationship with our friends at Cedar Ridge right off the bat. But for some of the other sponsors that have graciously helped out and funded our episodes, we've actually used a service called Podcorn. Mm. Uh, not K-O-R-N, Podcorn with a C. Podcorn. They are a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host, read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Instead of waiting for a sponsor to come to you, you can browse and choose your ideal sponsorship partner right on the platform, set your own rates, and collaborate with the brands directly without any exclusivities. There's no middleman, and this isn't just for podcasts with large followings. You can set your rates. If you're you're a smaller podcast, you can be like, oh, just no, we just want to get in on this, and we just want to make relationship so podcasts of all sizes can benefit and businesses that are looking to advertise can benefit from that as well Mm. what was important to us that as a podcaster you retain full rights to your podcast podcorn's amazing platform and support team are there every step of the way to ensure you're protected and compensated so if you're a podcaster who's listening to this show and you're ready to take your show to the next level click the link in our show notes to sign up to podcorn and start browsing your sponsorship opportunities free to sign up and it's absolutely the perfect way to dip your toes in the water 
years of podcast sponsorships or find that perfect partner who's willing to like like let's go to the next level together let's yeah, do this right oh, yeah. huge thanks to podcorn for sponsoring this episode explore sponsorship opportunities and start monetizing your podcast by signing up here at podcorn.com slash podcasters nice. and uh, when you go to our show notes you can also find a link to uh, uh untouchables by corn on <laughs> itunes so give them a shot give them a listen because they're a really indie yeah. band and no one's really ever heard before yet i saw <laughs> a, i saw some cornhole you know the yard game yeah yeah, yeah. it's oh. uh one board had a picture of Jonathan Davis on it, and the other had a picture of Courtney Love on it. Yeah. <laughs> Cornhole. I thought that was really nice. That's fun. Anyway. Oh, I'm so upset. All right, so I'm going to tell you boys about the original backstory in the early years of Say by the Bell. So, in, Why did you watch this? I, well, no, we're going to talk about all right, all right. this. We'll get into it. All right. 1986, Brandon Tartikoff, who was the then president of NBC, he asked Peter Engel to develop a pilot for a new primetime series. They wanted to gear it towards younger kids and make it like this primetime Saturday series. They started off the show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Right. Which is weird because we'll get into it. Like, Not many people knew that, but they knew who Miss Bliss was, but they didn't know that that was the original show. It was totally different. It was in Indianapolis. It just focused on the teacher, Miss Bliss. Right. Kids kind of came and went. It was just all about Miss Bliss and how she affected her kids. And it was sixth grade. It wasn't even high school. Um, the pilot episode like did not do well. They oh. they basically didn't even decide to pick it up. They go, you need to make some changes to this. So they switched it to eighth grade, made the kids older. They recast and then focused on the kids because mm-hmm. they figured kids would be like, I want to relate more to these kids than I want to relate to this teacher sort How of a thing. How can I reach these kids? How can I reach How these kids? How can I reach these kids? So in 1988, uh, they aired 13 episodes on the Disney Channel, but again, did not do very well. It was just kind of like, eh. So NBC had been losing the high end of their animated audience, like kids from 10 to 12. The idea was to create like a live action comedy to air on Saturday morning. So they're even further retooling this. They're like, let's get it live action. Let's bring in a studio audience. They're let's like really competing for like views yeah. like, based off of how well cartoons are doing. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. And they're like, we can just get this now the slightly older kids to yeah. do this. So Peter Engel then d- continued to develop. He changed the name. He moved it to California. He moved the age range to high school. They moved it to Saturday mornings on NBC. It's a huge spot. Yeah, oh, totally. And it and it then changed. I mean, things took off at that part. The majority of the cast was replaced uh, from the Miss Bliss. Mm. They took a few of them, which we'll get into later. And Tartikoff gave a seven-episode commitment for the show. In a meeting with Engel and Tartikoff, senior producer Tom Tenowich suggested the name Saved by the Bell, though <laughs> Engel hated the name. Tartikoff loved it. So the name stuck. Filming commenced with the first episode, Dancing to the Max, airing on primetime in August of 1989. I, I just know, I know like the, the name is synonymous. And like people, if you mention Saved by the Bell, you, they, people know what you're talking about, yeah. even if you haven't seen it yet. But what were the other ideas for the, for the name, you think? I don't know. Like, I mean, because that just seems so perfect. It's like, yeah, it's about people. It's a date. It's a, uh, a say by the bell. Yeah, like, it's, class. It's oh, a, you gotta hurry up and get it's in. It's a day. It's a week look at these kids' lives yeah. in high school. It's like that's a perfect name. It really is. Why do you hate it so much? That I, think, I think I heard he like wanted to call it like uh, school days or something. <laughs> Going to school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going to school. Back to school. It's like, like we no. had a movie. That's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best part was the theme song, which to me is one of the most like, True. iconic things of this show. Everyone knows that song. Uh, it was re- it was written by composer Scott Gale 
against implicit instructions of Angle. Angle, who, of course, um, hated the name Saved by the Bell, he was like, don't you dare put the name Saved by the Bell in the <laughs> I told you, I want it to be called Hall and Coates, <laughs> <No>. okay? <laughs> I told you. No bells. I told you. He wanted no bells and no mention of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Yeah, he gave explicit <laughs> orders to the team that they would not accept anything that referenced the title at all, and everyone agreed to leave it out. But, but <laughs> you heard but, it. You but heard Scott Gale like episode. like made this song and violated everything, <laughs> and he goes, "No, no, no, check this out. You're <laughs> gonna love it." And he was like, "Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> Damn it, I love it. <laughs> that guitar catchy. solo rips, dude. Yeah, Thank you so it's pretty much. sick." <laughs> And he later admitted, he's like, okay, yeah, this guy was absolutely right. The name was perfect. Everything was great. Uh, so it really, it was a story that basically followed Zach Morris and his friends. Um, Zach's inspiration derived completely from Ferris Bueller. The, the, oh, wow. the cockiness, the fourth wall breaks, like that was a very big deal for the writers and for Mark Paul Gossler, who played Zach, uh, of how that character was going to react. Zach is pretty much Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and since the show started as a Saturday morning series, its main competition was cartoons, which allowed the story, I never thought about it this way, it allowed the story to go to some magical places, kind of. The fourth wall breaks, the, the stops in time, right. the, the like larger than life scenarios that they got into it it allowed that it didn't feel as weird because it was saturday morning it was like oh whatever it's like saturday morning yeah. it's kind of this magical time place where cartoons happen it's true stuff. i mean like even in, like they kind of embraced that feeling at least too like they knew they even the cast like kind of knew mm -hmm. their time slot oh you yeah know? They, they knew they were on at this time so like you can play it up you can yeah. be silly if you want like do do whatever you know yeah well, AJ, I th I, you did some research for us on the cast. I think that's a pretty important thing for us to talk about is who these characters were and who their actors were. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there's obviously a laundry list of them, and I guess if we want to focus in on the the prominent stuff. I When I was kind of watching back on this stuff, um, I, I do like some of the fringe characters, even though I think they're completely irrelevant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, uh, who was Ed Alonzo? Who played Max? Uh, Max, <laughs> the magician, <laughs> the magician who had the restaurant, <laughs> and they're just like, "How can we make this quirky? Let's make a magician the restaurant owner." And that was what we did. <laughs> but he was a legitimate like actor and like professional mu musician, or, uh, musician, magician. Um, but uh, Dustin Diamond, I'm going to start there. Yeah, for some of the core stuff. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Dustin it's Diamond. crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. It is very. It's it's super weird. But he he did go on to a pretty good um, like comedic career. Mm -hmm. Was it actually. good though, or was it just like weird? Because remember, him? <laughs> I mean, he was well known. People knew who he was. He tried. You know, yeah. he was out. Like I remember, he came to Penguins. Didn't you meet Dustin Diamond? I didn't meet him. You didn't. Um, we had a couple friends who did. Yeah, we had some friends who met him. But like, I kind of thought of him as like as like a little bit less cool. Polly Shore. It's wow. it's what it is, honestly. You know what I mean? And like, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's not the saddest kind of like yeah. move on to like what people who moved on from the show, what they ended up doing. Yeah. But if you look it's, up some of his stand up, it's just like, yeah, I started as a, you know, as a comedian, you like hope to get like a, a, a sitcom or a movie. Yeah. And I started there, and so I'm just kind of going, going downhill, you know, or it's, something. And it's sort of the Bob Saget thing where you go from to being this wholesome person on television to yeah. like, I'm the raunchiest comedian ever. <laughs> you know, it was a weird, yeah. it shocking. was always a weird, shocking thing for both of those. Both RIP to both of them, by yeah. the way. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. 
Yeah, and and I just thought it was uh I just couldn't get past him thinking of him in that way and I feel like his character being Screech at such a young age. 11 years old, I think, he, right? And he lied about or they misread his application. They thought he was older. They misread. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he was like I think he got treated pretty shitty. Like he was kind of excluded from all the other cast members yeah. sort of because wow. he was so much younger and nerdier and like Kind of saw you almost feel like that was a what set him down a certain path. Yeah. Almost, well, yeah, you know? I, that's what I was gonna Child say. Child actors, it's like, man. It's like that was such that had to be such a formative thing for his entire life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, just moving forward, that that is just the guy who played Screech. That's what he was, and that's it. I remember, I remember seeing an uh, interview with him on research, and it was it was more like romanticized documentary version of the question. But they're like, oh, so like, what do you think about the legacy of the, of the show? And he's like, I have like. 10, 11 years of my childhood on tape. Like, what can you ask for? You know, it's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. It's strange, man. Yeah, you look at it, I guess. It's, there's a, and that's a lot of the cast, honestly. Now, Screech was one of the original, like, in the... Uh, he was a Miss Bliss, right? Yeah, he was yeah. in Miss Bliss mm-hmm. with Zach. Um, but if you kind of go to when Saved by the Bell became Saved by the Bell, um, Lisa Turtle, yep, yeah. uh, Lark Voorhees, Dope name. Black, Black so Ford. cool. Jace, Jason's relative? Yeah, oh, dude. dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she was just a, an actress, a singer. Like, she didn't really do a ton nope. else and other she, than this. Um, she did kind of disappear. She ended up with some some addiction issues, I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm, like, damn. Uh, I don't, don't quote me on that. She, she's she been out of the limelight for a long time. Long time. It's like, she I don't think she's doing too well. Had a relationship with Martin Lawrence at one point in time. Yeah. Um, that she, they were like engaged, actually. Weird. Yeah, no. I know. But I, it's like, I. I don't know why it didn't work out, but I don't want to ask questions. You know? <laughs> I, I wish feel did. like Googling that. So. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like calling up Martin. <laughs> no. You know? No, I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, what about uh, what about Elizabeth Berkeley? Yeah, yeah. Quite, you feeling it? I mean, she was good as Jesse Spano. We'll talk about Jesse a couple Spano. moments yeah. moving forward. We'll talk uh, about some moments, huh? Uh, uh, quite possibly the, one of the most disappointing uh, first um, starring roles from disappointing? someone that's popular. Disappointing? You mean? Yep. Her moving on from this and slamming <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin's dick in a fucking pool. Yes. Fucking awesome, dude. Is that that's uh, one of your favorite directors? <laughs> uh, Showgirls. Showgirls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, damn. God very, dude. very unpopular opinion there from Sean. I don't, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, a, it's a, Paul it's Verhoeven. Like Paul Verhoeven. Thank you. It's like a. It's a. All he does is satire, and that movie is just like a satire about like the. But energy. she didn't know that it was satire. I think that she had to have. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I, think, no. I think he played into like her kind of. She's not a great actress. Nope. You know, but like I think I think he played. <laughs> I think he played into that, and I mean, you get Kyle McLaughlin in any movie. Twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes for Showgirls. We're doing thing. it. We are. We <laughs> no, will cover that movie. I'm so badass. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on. That's fine. Keep moving on. Uh, well, we'll go from... I'll, I won't go directly to the next one. Here. I'm going to go to Mario Lopez. Yeah. Mario Lopez <laughs> may have had like the most yeah. expansive career after this. Yeah. Isn't, he in, okay. isn't he in that KFC movie? <laughs> <laughs> K- 
KFC movie. He did. Wait, what is? Dude, this is a thing. He, he plays Colonel a, Sanders. He in played a, KFC a sexy. Movie. He played a sexy Colonel Sanders, and you look it up, and it looks fake AF, but it is not. <laughs> it's not. It is the real deal, and it was on. It was on like some. Network. I think it was Hallmark or Hallmark like a recipe or some shit. for seduction. <laughs> Mario Lopez played Colonel Sanders in a Lifetime miniseries called A Recipe for Seduction. I can't wait to see it. We will. We will. We cover that. We don't do any movie beyond beyond 2005 except A Recipe for Seduction. I really liked Confused Breakfast until they started doing Mario Lopez movies. Uh, yeah, it's, I could stop following him after that. Whole <laughs> he was like the probably the most prolific oh, guy man. to move on, honestly. He, he, though, right? I, but I just want to throw one thing out there. Oh, please. Um, 70% on the tomato meter. <laughs> what? Bullshit. That's what it says. How many There's reviews? Three people Ten watched. reviews. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fewer than 50 ratings from the audience. Least, okay, never mind. Yeah. No one actually saw that Every movie. cast and crew's family of that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. You oh. have to go on there and rate it. You <laughs> have to. We need to get on IMDb ASAP. Every if hey yes if you're listening to this get on IMDb ASAP guys <laughs> watch that movie and do whatever do God's work you know he did do a bunch of stuff he did a lot of hosting he did yes. a lot of hosting he did like extra or like Dancing yes, with the did. Stars yep, he yep. did he's still um, at it best dance crew the X Factor um, yeah he's still doing a bunch of stuff he's still very relevant yep. actually he's a very prominent name in like pop culture news yeah you know what I mean. Um, then I th- I feel like we should just go to uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Is it Thiessen or Tyson? Thiessen. I say th- Thiessen. You say Thiessen. Thiessen. I mean, I have a shirt with her as Kelly yep. Kapowski. Yeah, yeah. It's just Kelly Kapowski might be one of the most iconic characters of the early '90s in my opinion. Yeah. She is outstandingly beautiful. Yeah, like it, it's crazy. Yeah. to look back on that. It was. I mean, it, we can say that because she's like 23 when she. So. Oh, yeah, they were all much older than high schoolers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I think she just had, like, such a prolific career based on her just being a beautiful person. She, yeah. was, a, she was on Baywatch for a Baywatch, while? Um, there was, she, wasn't she in, like, a slasher flick or something like that, too? I'm not I sure. Remember. I know she went to 90210. Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, and how could we forget her, uh, her, her role in Cyborg Soldier? Oh, got to. Um, <laughs> Every time, got to, <laughs> got to, man. And that's that's when she dropped the amber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wait, amber. What's her name? She dropped. Oh, she dropped the amber. She dropped the amber. It was just Tiffany Thiessen. Thiessen. Yeah. So and then of course we're gonna come on down to Mark Paul John Luke Glossier Gosselier Gosler. Uh, who is just trash. No, uh, if you look at pictures of him now, look at the... Did you guys see the picture of him recently? Yep. That's him. He's a well, beautiful man. Still. He's still he, beautiful. They bleach blonde. His natural hair is brunette, and they bleached his hair blonde every season. That is, like, detrimental to your Apparently hair. not. Look at <laughs> it. Yeah, well, he's, he's just got, got great... He's just got great jeans and roots. And yes, that's just, yes. <laughs> if that would have been any of us, we'd just be We'd screwed. just be wrecked. Uh, but yeah, that's I, why his hair looked different every season. Or he's like, getting that black market hair from something. Or I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah, something's going on. Something's Either going he's on. gifted or he's paying for it. Uh, he, he's probably one of the best 
actors of the group though like because he still continues into like what was he in like ncis and a bunch NCIS, of stuff. Uh, nypd blue and he's he's yeah. a great actor he yeah. really is i think he's probably got the cho- the best chops Definitely. of anybody continue yeah he wanted this. to go on like a lot of people wanted to move on to do movies and, and yeah. do more serious kind of stuff after after they uh, kind of ended the show yeah um heist that was a good one uh and then uh yeah he did he was in uh he was in the twilight zone Really? Did you know he was in the Twilight Zone, 1986? This is way before oh, this yeah. beforehand. I didn't even realize that until just now. But he had so many like he had so many cameo appearances. Like I think just his name it just lended to whatever he became a part of. Like oh yeah, he had a cameo in the Wonder Years, so oh, great. Yeah. It's like cool, yeah. you know that kind of stuff. So, uh, but about every other like kid TV show. <laughs> Like you know, Blossom or yep, whatever yep. you could it, name you name it interchangeable. He, he probably had a role in it, mm. um, and he he was. I think he's just very iconic for his role as Zach Morris. Yeah. So there yeah. there's some really cool shit out there. Like um, so there's a thing called Zach Morris is trash. I have you heard of this? You've mentioned Love this before it. because of our. Yes, it's sort of our humanizing the goons yeah. that we've been doing. It's that alternate thing that we have. It's the Encino it's, Man. It's Dave. Encino Man. Dave, yeah. Yeah. Dave yeah, Morgan is trash. So so it's on YouTube. There's 52 episodes. Uh, it was formed by Funny or Die. Funny or Die is the one that created it. Mm. Yes. And it's like pretty much every show... Every episode of Saved by Bell, they just talk about how big of a piece of shit Zach Morris Kinda was. Sucks. No, and it's and it's, it's true. It's fucking it's, hilarious. It's hilarious because he's bad. It's the Dave Morgan. It's this. Yeah. It's we think these guys are so great because the main character and they're not. And so what happened was the dude that created that his name was Dashiell Driscoll, uh, who was like who who was a writer on the newest reboot of Saved by the right. Bell, and he ends up teaming up with Mark Paul Gosler. Uh, about three years ago, who had never, the minute he set foot off of Saved by the Bell, he never watched an episode. He's like, I'm moving on from this. I don't watch Saved by the Bell. I'm never going to watch these episodes. He had never seen them in 25 years, and they rewatched it together, and then they would do a podcast episode on each episode. Oh. And he would talk shit. He'd be like, oh, God, look at my hair in that one. Like, <laughs> like oh, great, here I am just uh, objectifying this woman. And yeah, like, yeah. It's it's a fun watch. Like, it got kind of mixed reviews. It's called um, Zack to the Future. Zack to the Future. The future. Okay. And they have since stopped. But if you are a Say by the Bell fan and you haven't listened to those, it is really fun. And then they'll get they'll bring in like other guests mm. from the Say by the Bell era yes. to talk about a particular episode and stuff. It's really it's worth a listen. I, ch- I checked out a couple episodes and like honestly, I got a lot of like my yeah. research from it. Like just him talking about like being on set and everything mm-hmm. like that. And it's it's it was cool. And, and they're they're they got good chemistry together yeah. for sure. It's fun to watch. I agree. Uh, listen to. I had a couple other things, too, that I didn't yeah. notice. Uh, Jaleel White, Steve Urkel himself, was in the pilot episode of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. And had that actually taken off, he would have then stayed a part of this. Wow. But because it did not, he was then free to go try out for Family Matters. Urkel? Yeah, Urkel. That, like, Urkel and Screech are, like, interchangeable. Same guy. You Absolutely. Know? Really, yeah. I, I, th- I Can I just say, I kind of wish... I had the opposite. I wish I had the alternate universe that where yeah. Urkel was in Saved like by the Urkel Bell. Urkel was in Saved by the Bell and Screech was in Family okay. Matters. Actually, that would have been pretty fun. I think that would have been hilarious. Well, you know what? In Who's the, this guy? Yeah. <laughs> to talk about that real quick, like the uh, the producer, like the creator uh, who was casting the show, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Voorhees Lark. Yeah, Lark, yeah, Lark, Lark Voorhees. Voorhees. Mm-hmm. She came into audition and, and um, the writers were like, well, she it's a, it's for a white character. 
And oh. he's like, oh, well, it's a black character now because she's, yeah, because she's perfect. Like, I don't care. Yeah. So that's fucking, I, I loved hearing that story. It was just like, and that's it, like, this show's kind of known for being like of that time and, and like kind of breaking down that barrier of like, it doesn't matter. I don't like, remember yeah. thinking all of these, any differently about All it. of these people are your friends. Yeah. Even, even when you went to high school, it's like you had different color friends, yeah. you know, whatever. It's weird to think of like, cause obviously we don't think of it that way. We think it's just a norm now, obviously, but back then it may have been a little bit, uh, yeah. you know, not breaking Ooh. down barriers, but like, you know, they were, uh, changing it up, you know, and, and what am I trying to say? Uh, just like add add um, diversity diversity to yeah. to the to the show. Whether the, whether the producers were like had a nefarious uh, uh, act against casting her or not, right. I don't I don't know. But right, they did right, right. say the words like, "Well, she's black." It was like, "Well, who uh, cares?" What, yeah. What's the name of the show? Uh, Lisa Turtle. Lisa, Lisa she's Turtle. Like, and the the writers like, "Well, Lisa Turtle's black now. I don't care." Yeah. And they're like, yeah, her dad's supposed to be rich. They're like, so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? A.C. <laughs> Slater was supposed yeah. to be like, a, uh, what do you call it? Like almost uh, Danny uh, Danny Zuko, like John Travolta vibe. Oh, oh yeah, Wearing yeah, a leather yeah, yeah. jacket it's and all that It's supposed to be stuff. like this, like, Italian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they saw Mario they're Lopez, like, no. and they're like, yeah, Mario Lopez is A.C. Slater. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, last and character Colonel I did- Sanders. So. <laughs> <Colonel> Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Last character I did want to talk about that, that what the reason I love doing these things is actually diving in deeper and learning more stuff. So remember Tori? Yeah. Tori yeah. was like this tough tomboy girl that showed up out of nowhere and disappeared out of nowhere. And again, because I watched it all in syndication, you never knew what season <laughs> she was in. It's like they did it on purpose in syndication. <laughs> no, here's what yeah, here's what happened. So Saved by the Bell season four had finished filming completely with the end, with the graduation and everything, and the season is over. Um, so Teeson's uh, Kelly and Jesse, they were part of the cast, season finale. And and then NBC made an unexpected call. They ordered 10 more episodes before this season even came out. And so they're like, oh. well, shit, uh, Spano or uh, Jesse and Kelly are already like doing other stuff. They can't come back. They're like, okay, well then just write, just don't put them in the episodes and get a new, new girl named Tori and put oh her in there. Oh my God. So in the middle of season four, Kelly and Jesse just disappear. They're never spoken about ever. And Tori shows up and she's like, I'm Tori. And then she just <laughs> disappears and they never talk about her again. And then they're back with the original episodes that end season four that they already filmed. So what weird. A, what an insane thing that yeah. they, they just decide that they're going to do. And I, no one cared. Yeah, that's insane, dude. That's so crazy. Yeah. Well, and not to mention, too, like Tori Spelling, right? Like actual no, person. N- not not her. Yeah, yeah. Not not playing Tori at all. But like, She was in it, yeah. She was in it as. She was the nerdy love of Screech. Who loved Screech. And I, like, of the, like, the five episodes that I watched on, in researching this, I watched her and I'm like, <laughs> I like her a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I like yeah. Violet. Her, was her name Violet yes. or something yes. like that? Yes. Actually, I'm looking up fi- uh, 15 celebrities who appeared on Saved by the Bell. This will be actually pretty interesting. Okay. You've got Eric Dane, uh, who was McSteamy. He was in episode oh, yeah, uh, okay. season three, The Game. Punky Brewster star was in season four as Robin. Uh, Mary Pat Gleason, do you know? Do you recognize that name? Mm-mm. Mary Pat Casey Kasem, of course, was in oh, yeah, season yeah. three. Casey with, uh, Kasem, the the, the, the sprain. Yeah, we'll <laughs> do the sprain. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hated it so I much. <laughs> you had um, Mr. Testaverde. Uh, he was he was in that. Uh, Patrick Muldoon. That you know, sounds super familiar. Was in um, 
Oh, shit. Patrick Muldoon was the guy who broke up Zach and Kelly, which we'll That's talk right. about later. Yeah. Uh, he was Jeff. And then, of course, you had Leah Remini, who was the daughter at the Malibu Sands little spinoff. She was Stacey yeah. Carosi, uh, that Zach's love interest. Um, Denise Richards was in an episode. Bridget Wilson Sampras. Tori Spelling, of course. She she played the nerdy Violet Bickerstaff. 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 <laughs> and uh, Christine Taylor. Wow, Christine Taylor was in episode... Season three, SATs, fellow student. And she played Steve Couser. Steve, Steve Couser. Scott Wolf was in there. Okay, cool. Well, that's oh, enough. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you kind of did some research for us about like the popular years into like spinoffs and all that stuff. What'd you come up with? Yeah, I thought this was kind of fun. By the third season, uh, the show was more popular than ever. On top of the shooting schedule, the cast also went on a mall appearance tour. And they really knew how popular they they the show was to fans. Fans would faint when they just like walked by them. They'd rip off certain member cast member shirts. Jeez. I'm looking at you, Mark Paul. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say me because you looked at me and you said that. Well, I mean, you're, you're whenever, whenever Paul, we dude. whenever we do our mall appearances, it'll probably be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but that's cra- you got like that's a Beatles level kind of it shit is. right there. It that's really is fucking crazy. And being that young, you know, uh, there would also be uh, an on again, off again relationships between the cast, which would make fictitious relationships in the show a bit hard to film around. Wow, I didn't think no. about that. I, I didn't get a lot of information on like who exactly or anything like that, and I really want to know that. I, heard, I know a few. Uh, so uh, Mark and Lark. Mark and Lark. Mark and Lark. Hey, wow, I right. didn't realize that. They they were like the longest term item. Really? But it sounded like they all sort of dated each other at some point. Yeah. It was like, you get it. Like you're in f- your fame yeah. and you're just hanging. This is the people you hang out with. Yeah. And, but yeah, um, Zach and uh, Lisa were an item quite a bit. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were like the longest going one, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. I in it obviously they're probably not don't mention it now, like being older and everything right. like that. But obviously, like the producers were like, yeah, it kind of made shit difficult when they would break up and like, or uh, they would like go on to uh, someone else over here, you know? Oh yeah, well in this scene, you you kind of get the hots for Slater, so but I don't want to. <laughs> so you got to You got to give him a kiss on the cheek. It's like, can, well, can we not do that? He's a fucking <laughs> asshole. I don't want to do that. We just had a spat on the off off camera. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The show was popular enough to garner a TV movie called Saved by the Bell Hawaiian Style. Loved it. After that, after that, some of the cast were wanting to move on and try pilot season once again, as, as well as some of the cast wanting to get into film acting. May 22nd, 1993, the cast would be together. What? It's not funny. Well, you're thinking like friends, Hawaiian style? Or like, 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 oh, yeah, Hawaiian style. And Mike's just like, oh, yeah, loved it. <laughs> no, this show's perfect. This no, 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 yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, I hope, hopefully, you're getting to the other movie, Wedding in Vegas, because I love that one too. I will get there. Okay, good. <laughs> Don't forget the Palm Springs two parter. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um,. So May, May 22nd, 1993, <laughs> the cast would be together one last time for the final episode as the characters graduated. And they were <laughs> You're like Bender. <laughs> it was kind of cool, too, because like it, would, it was like they were graduating as their characters, but they're also graduating from the show, and a lot of them to film and other TV opportunities and stuff. 
Sure. Um, sure. sure. Yeah, who cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> Still reeling over here. It's all right. <laughs> From the success of the show, the syndication, the, sh- the show would have a primetime spinoff called Saved by the Bell, The College Years, which would see Screech, Zach, and Slater continuing their story while in college. Watched mm. it. After a while, they got. Of course, you did. <laughs> after a while, they get they they had something missing from the show, so they brought back Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Uh The spinoff received tough criticism as well as trying to compete with Full House, which is a tough cookie, I guess. Uh, Stamos and Saget in there. Oh yeah. Um, after that, the 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 show kind of took on a new cast ish. The new the new class was a whole new cast, but could not keep any momentum going. So the show brought back Screech and Haskins or Screech and uh, the principal. Sorry, what's Belding? Mister Belding, Belding. Mister Spalding. December nineteen ninety nine was the last episode of the entire show. Mm. Um, and yeah, as as AJ said, the cast kind of went on to do multiple things, like fucking Kyle McLaughlin in a pool. <laughs> Well, I do want to. I do want to. It actually makes me want to bring up a few different uh, things here because there are there were some B listers that did move on to some things that I just saw recently, like yeah. Zach Morris's dad in the in the original series. Uh, every once in a while, that his dad would be there, like to like give him advice, like, yeah, okay. son, you know. Uh, that is played. He was played by Dennis uh, Boots Bootsikaris. If you saw him, he's he's the one of the attorneys in Better Call Saul. No that, way. That, no. that leads one of the firms. Um, I won't spoil it for anybody. But um, then uh, Howard Hamlin in Better Call Saul is Patrick Fabian. He played, uh, I'm pretty sure he was in the college years, actually. Weird. As, uh, I'll tell you what he was. Wonder yeah, he was, a pr- he was Professor Lasky in Saved by the Bell College Years. He's Howard Hamlin in Better Call Saul. I wonder if anybody from the original production of Saved by the Bell had, like, production in better call Saul or something like that maybe i don't know but i but he was one of those guys i saw i'm like who's who's howard hamlin why does he look familiar but the 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 cast for the college years like i did kind of like that show i know i realized it got bad um reviews but when i was watching it live i was like oh that's a good show like it was just them moving on to like bigger and better things and they're in college that's what a lot of people said about like even the show when it started off was like it was it was corny as fuck and like it was even corny for the times even sure um but like the college years kind of even amped that up and people were just kind of literally growing out of it as well as the cast yeah they were just like i'm kind of done with this shit now you know yeah yeah I, i agree but there was some there was some fun like I know we're laughing about it, but there was <laughs> there was some fun parters. Like let's talk about episodes and stuff. Like the Malibu Sands little spinoff, I loved as a kid. But I know many people were like, it was just this random six episodes out of nowhere where they went and like worked at a beach house in <laughs> Malibu in the yeah. summer with, with Leah Remini and the Mr. Carosi and stuff. And <laughs> but then they they also started doing as the popularity came on, they started doing like these two parters. Like they went to Palm Springs for Jesse's dad to get married mm. to some like younger woman and Jesse didn't like it and it was a two parter. Like it. it was like and not in front of a live studio audience. You know, now it's like yeah. actually a movie. Uh, they did a widely regarded as some of the best stuff. Uh, there was a home for Christmas, like two parter during this during season three or something like that where there was a homeless guy and his daughter in the mall and like zach fell in love with the daughter and they tried to raise money to get them an apartment or something it's widely regarded as like one of the better like 
but sentimental also, moments. Zach is a piece like, of shit. Yeah. Like, well, I gotta get. I can't. I gotta get this girl out of poverty so yeah. I can date her. So, or so I could bang her. Like that's like basically all he's got to take like, a shower first. He's like, <laughs> God damn. Jesus. I don't know. Since you've never seen it, did you actually watch and did you go and watch? What episodes did you watch? I watched a few. I watched like, I looked up like the episodes that I need okay. to watch. Like, and I, I think I got the ones where people were like, you need to watch this because they're so ridiculous. <laughs> so, which, which ones? So it was uh, the whole arc of Zach and like them becoming, it was, I think it was like the, the, one of the finales or something like that. But, it was like them becoming like rock stars and everything like that, and like going to the rockument Zach attack. Yes, friends forever. <laughs> yes, it friends was friends forever. But then it was like it was all a dream, you know. Yeah, basically. And <sighs> man, but as a kid, Sean, picture you, picture you watching that as a young kid who's just decided to learn how to play the guitar or the <laughs> drums, and you're like, holy shit, like that would be awesome. Like his, be my friends, his fucking like stage suit that they his like whole getup was like, it was like a a green turquoise like sequin sequin thing and like his hair was like vanilla ice yep cuz vanilla ice was probably big right then yep, and there yep uh it was pretty like i got to say man as as ridiculous and stupid as it kind of brings itself to be as it as it plays itself it is charming yeah for some somehow in like certain instances because I do like hanging out with these guys. <laughs> like They're I don't likeable. know why. They're likable. I don't know why, but I do like hanging out with these guys. I do like seeing Zach be like un undeterred by how an asshole he is. Like how how not down to earth he is about anything. And I also watched the Native American. Oh my god! Like his presentation. Oh my! He god. finds out he's like part Native American. Like one thirty second. Yes, Native and, American and has Screech dress up as a Native American and do like dances and oh, it, like it's I'm like whoa. <laughs> what Big. do you remember? Any good ones, AJ? I have a whole list of my favorite ones. Well, I'm just gonna let you guys get them out of the way first. I know. I know. Like the the one where he makes like the. Call the hotline or something like that. Um, it, isn't it like a breakup hotline or something like that? It's just like an that? advice hotline. An advice and hotline. He's got like a fake Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when uh, <laughs> Kelly Kapowski's little sister like loves, falls in love with Zach and he accidentally like agrees to go on a date with a oh, 10 year old yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah but it's fantastic. But, and yeah. then in turn, he just gives a lot of people like bad advice and just like. He, he just, he realizes this is how Zach Morris is trash. He starts a hotline to help people. And then they help everyone, and the hotline stops ringing. So they go, well, shit, we need to actually give bad advice so our hotline keeps ringing and we're still in business. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, great idea. I, I think this is a great, great idea. Great 80s uh, shenanigans. No, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, <laughs> um, the driver's education one, because it was always about Zach and Slater and who was going to get to Kelly get Kelly basically and that was all that ever mattered and uh preppy hey, what do you mean preppy what do you mean preppy <laughs> I got my driver's license <laughs> <laughs> it's like so now girls like me more <laughs> 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 But <laughs> you need to play like a New York taxi driver that, that somehow has more lines than you should in a you movie. You really do, man. <laughs> somehow has more lines than he's like. But it's true. It's it's just like that was it was all these like it was only ever the most minute like 
inconveniences yes. of of students' lives yep. that they just really played up. Yeah. Or I, I guess the big one for me was uh, was the dance was the dance off. I think we kind of mentioned it already, mm-hmm. but Casey Casey, Casey, Casey decides Casey. to come to a small restaurant owned by a magician. Yes. To do his nationally syndicated dance show, they're going to do this massive dance show. What at dream the did Max. you have, and why? And like, when did you have? Like, it sounds like you were like. I had a crazy dream. Dude. <laughs> oh my god! Casey Kasem was there. Yeah, there was a magician who owned a restaurant. Lisa won the dance off because she had a cast. Don't on. even know who Lisa reason. is. She won the sympathy <laughs> card, basically. Yeah. Now we're all doing the crutch or whatever the it is. Sprain. The sprain. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then like Slater Mario Lopez, obviously he was a good dancer, and we get more Zach Morris's trash because he doesn't want. He's so insecure that he can't. He can't say, yeah, I'm probably just not even going to participate. It's really fun, though, to watch you guys, and I, I hope you all have a good time. These are my friends. I hope they excel at I it. I hope they excel and have a good time doing it. Instead, he wants to steal someone away from being with a good partner, and he doesn't even know how to dance. And then Jesse feels insecure because she's taller, and it's we, we get a redeeming moment from Zach because he decides to take pity on Jesse to dance with her, Oh, great. That makes you a good person. <laughs> no, you're a terrible human being. That's it. Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. And, uh, and, and yeah. And then Screech was there, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said some stuff. <laughs> I think I think some of the best episodes, like, uh, for, for, as a kid of that age, I was enthralled by the Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski love, which many people were, which, of course, yeah. pays off in the end. They get married, and that's the final, like, TV movie or whatever. But, sure. Uh, the, the prom is widely regarded as one of the best ones where Zach and Kelly finally get together, but Kelly's poor, and so they have to <laughs> sit on a picnic table outside the dance, and <laughs> super weird. <laughs> Zach and, uh, or sorry, uh, Slater and Kelly get locked in a janitor's closet while they're cleaning up, or it's weird. Well, I don't know if it started with this show. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're real good. Quick, but, like, the, the whole will they or won't they kind of thing yeah. with Zach and, yeah. and Kelly was like a standard now. Like, yeah. you know, you see New Girl with Nick and uh, um, Jess. Jess. Like, it's a will they or won't they? And it's like when they eventually do to get, do get it's together. It's a big moment. It's a big it's, moment, but you yeah. can't sustain that. No. Like, you have to have them break up and you have to have that. Like, it's Ross and Rachel. Yeah, it's Ross do. and Rachel. It's Jim and Pam. It's, yes. it, yeah, there's so much, uh, so many instances of this that it is a driving force and they will ride it until they absolutely cannot yes. you know and then it becomes it becomes lazy when they get together but then they break up but then they get back together again right. and what what now yeah and i just that was always the biggest thing to me. I always watched it as I just thought Zach and Kelly were just always together. Well, yeah. Of course. You <laughs> just always, assumed. That's just how I assumed it as a well, kid. Well, the, the big breakup came in the episode called The Last Dance where that the hot, like, older college guy started managing the Max named Jeff, and he took Kelly away from uh, Zach. <laughs> big breakup. So then that was a huge sad deal when they f- broke up on TV. Uh, yeah. (laughs) But then, then later on, they did the fake ID thing where Screech figured out how to make them fake IDs, and so they went to the the bar called the Attic where college kids went, and they saw Jeff Kelly's boyfriend like macking on some other girl, and it was like, "Do we tell Kelly or not?" Oh, you know. 
why would we not tell <laughs> Kelly because... <laughs> we love Jeff. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we really don't want to come between this. We should just let this play out naturally over several years, and then it'll really be bad. Let's like, see our friend get tortured by this gentleman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, there was one called Pipe Dreams, which is where they 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 found out that there was like oil on the on the property of Bayside and that they were going to get rich. I and watched like, this one, and then they oil spill killed the duck named Becky that yeah. Zach loved. That was a Becky terrible the moment. Duck. And he's like watching him like scrub the oil off the duck, and it was dead. I'm like, this is That's I don't like dark. this at all. It's dark man, I don't like that at all. Um, I think widely regarded as the most memorable episode is Jesse's song. That was the caffeine pills oh, where yeah. she had to study. But then somehow Kelly, Jesse, and Lisa were in, like a, in a girl band that made music videos. Obviously. And she was just too busy. And the producers originally, it was supposed to be speed. Yeah. Jesse is supposed to like be hooked on speed. <laughs> and they're like, uh, no, let's make it caffeine pills. Actually, this is daytime TV. <laughs> yeah. If it were modern era, they'd be like, you'd be hooked on like monster energy drinks. It's basically the same. Yeah. Oh, wait exactly. a second. I remember this when I finally learned, I'm like, caffeine pills? Caffeine. Oh, man. Yeah. But she's acting like she's on something else. I'm so excited. Oh, God. Dude. I'm so, I'm so scared. <laughs> Probably the most laughable, like, Paul Verhoeven's like, serious you're my showgirl. <laughs> yeah. You're my that show moment. I know I can get you hooked. Oh, my God. There was a. <laughs> Sorry. No. What does that even mean? I don't, I don't know. know. What does that even mean? I got a couple more. There was one called No Hope with Dope where this <laughs> actor named Johnny Dakota showed up. Johnny Depp. And Dakota. they filmed like a get kids off drugs campaign. But then like after they filmed it, they went to a party and they were all smoking dope. And they're like, we, I thought you told us we can't smoke dope. That's and he's like, come on, kid, you stupid kid. We all smoke dope. And they're like, we don't do that. Don't you even know? Um, <laughs> we got studies to, to get to. We have tests to take. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, honestly, my my favorite, my most memorable is Miss the Miss Bayside competition. Well, Miss Bayside. way ahead of its time because they decided to let men enter the yeah. Miss Bayside contest. Oh yeah, and yeah. that is when we finally got AC Slater playing the drums on the talent show. Oh, dude. Which I recreate in every sound check that I am at. When he's like, okay, give me, got kick, snare, okay, give me full kit. I go, and like hit a cymbal without a kick drum. Like, yep. go back and watch. And then he does it's this Justin weird, Bieber playing he does it. this weird, like, and then he like flexes and goes, Oh, yeah, and everybody's like, oh and everyone's God, super yeah. hyped on it. <laughs> I'll never forget learning the drums at that moment, being like, I never want to be that. Nope. I don't want to be that guy. You, you need you have your inspirations, but you need the thing to, to push back against as well. Exactly. You don't want to end up like that. <laughs> the, yes. The, and I, I did. <laughs> one of the episodes ah, one of the episodes I did did rewatch was uh was the dance and when they're doing the band, um, they're playing in the band all together and they're doing like Mozart or something. <laughs> And then the guys go, he's like, I have to lead two music classes oh, all yeah. at once. And then every time he leaves, they're like doing like some funked up mo like Sebastian Bach. <laughs> like and and it's just he's just going no, to he's all arms, he's no wrist. He's yeah, just he's like just, he's like it's this. not matching up at all either. <laughs> it doesn't nothing matches. The guitars don't match, like the horn everyone's playing stuff, and then like 
they get up to dance together, and it's like, well, Zach, now's your chance to show off your dance moves. And it's, God, it's the worst. So you guys didn't like Saved by the Bell, apparently. Hey, man, it like I don't know how it was back then, but like I can't see it holding up. What do you... All right. Like fan theory. <laughs> I'm Sean. You can't have a fan theory about Saved by the Bell. Yeah, well, I just there it. is one. I had to look it up. All right. Uh, there's a there's something called Cracked. I think it's at Cracked.com or yeah. it's a website. Magazine. Yeah. They claim that Zach Morris imagined all four seasons of Saved by the Bell as a way to make himself feel better about himself. So in his fantasy, he's the most popular guy in school, the kind of team who can charm his way out of any situation and win over any girl he likes. This is a far cry from the Zach Morris in Good Morning Miss Bliss. He's a middle school uh, kid who's yep. basically like he, his parents are divorced. He lives in Indiana with a brother. He cooks up schemes that often fall apart and do, are not successful, and he struggles to connect with any of the girls that he's with. So his they're best friends with the nerd Screech. Yes. It's basically Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying that that this Zach Morris couldn't yeah. get any, couldn't do anything right, and he was young. So he's imagining moving to California in the future and being all like this popular kid. So none of it happened. Damn. That explains the four wall, the fourth wall breaks and the stoppage of time ah, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And how he could he could just be a piece of trash and like no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Might explain why it's also just not funny because <laughs> Zach Morris himself <laughs> wasn't funny. <laughs> I'm glad we did say by the This, this is, is fun, a fun huh? time. I thought we were all going to be like, remember that one time? Do you remember the time you did this? Remember when me and my friends used to act this out? <laughs> yes, I know that you did. We didn't well, say by the bell well, as a play well, in well, school. Well, yeah. well, we hope you enjoyed this bonus mini bite episode. We will continue this every month moving forward. Are we giving it a rating? It's a zero. I'm, I'm, I'm not, just kidding. I'm kidding. Nope, no ratings. Uh, it allows us to get into more classic movies, which is why we're going to keep doing this. So tune in next. This actually started. I don't even say next Wednesday. I'm saying this upcoming Wednesday in a couple days. We're yeah. right back into movie reviews. Yeah, buddy. American Pie. Oh, I'm daddy. Very excited about this one. It's funny oh when we gosh. get. It's funny when we get messages from people who are like, "You guys need to cover this," Dude. and we already had it planned. And we had a plan. I'm like, "Oh, you need to just wait a little, a couple a, more days." Yeah, and a little insight. Like I hold off on watching some like older movies or like 90s movies because yep, you know because we're i know it. eventually we're going to cover it yeah, and same, I, I don't same. want to tarnish my revisit same you know what i mean i watched saving I'm silverman the other, the other day and i'm like damn it i shouldn't have watched i shouldn't that. have done it what the hell happened to me? i know so. and then we're following that up with austin powers chosen directly uh, by our patreon members I this just is, fucking watched that movie <laughs> well good there you don't even have to watch it again <laughs> there now there we go dude i'm excited so before we get out of here, though, we do want to read the names off of all our awesome Patreon members that help support the show. These are our top tier fine people. We got Robin Fawcett, Dane, Joel, Nick Marula, Mark Pryor, Kirlana, Jordan, Alicia, Nick Fulkerson, Camden Griffith, Francisco Rivera, Cameron J, Bud Larson, Big Big Andy, Katie Beeks, Travis Hunziker, Greg Jackson, Mr. and Mrs. Roommate, Kale James, Jason Davis, Sean Dixon, Emilio Perez, Skylar Brunson, Jordan Hooten, Brenda Meisner, Willie Cox III, Janelle Lewis, Joseph Thomas, Chris Diaro, Marshall G, Mitch Cavanaugh, Josh Miller, Connor, Macy, Jason Botsford, Stephen Moore, Chris Pryor, Paul Diaro, Jason Hahn, Travis Scanlon, Eric Hine, Michael Hody, Gary McCarthy, Corey Vaughn, Rager Rick, and Subaloo, Damian Zemek, Zachary Huron, Dallas B. Rivas, David Wagoneer, Jenny Wilson, Tim Nash, Mike Zacher, Dwayne Van, Robert Vens, Joey Piamonte, David Waters, Alan Cross, Negaduck, Zero Phonic, Amy N, Ryan O, Samuel Miller, David Gould, 
Rule, John Devlin, Zachary Jones, Seth Murray, Tina Hansen, Roland and Julie, Lilo, Dallas, Multipass, Joshua Goodman, Lance Davis, Jesse Anderson, Mike being Mike, Dale Prestupa, Lana Croft, Derek Real, Mike Wheeler, Andrew Sawtell, Mike Oxford, Garrett Layoff, Aaron Baker, Ryan Grabsky, Michael Nash, Adam Bathin, Ryan Weaver, Quentin Moore, Aaron Vandergriff, Joseph Morris, Zach Evans, Willard Brown, Justin Wooley, Todd Fat Joe, Piao, Jared Bushman, Anthony Rochette, Melinda Miller, Luke Bituez, Gary Son of Gary, Sean Hatley, Rachel Heinz, Bailey, Jason McCartan, Murky, Matthew Gill, Tyler Dark, John Miller, Caleb Campson, Dean Roan, Lauren, Austin Hartman, Jason Ruby Rod Rogers, Chris M, Cody Kirker, Chris, Chris Clayman, Louis Laniuski, Alexander Hemingway, uh, Kennedy Harris, Starling, Anthony Stout, Jessica, Lavinka, Tiffany, Tanner Gray, Soren Schroeder, Beth, Hander, Beth Sanderson, Quincy Mullen, David Amodai, Kobe Cochran, Matthew Rosendale, Jason Wookie, John Martinez, Jackson M, Jason Young, Spaceballs, the username, Aaron, Todd, Richard Harden, Branderson, <laughs> Captain Junk, Justin Logan, Bryant Whalen, Jacob Stahl, Carson Kruger, Aaron, Alex Navarro, Richard Bursiaga, uh-huh. Steven, Andrew Gibson, Andrew Loeschba, Peter Fitz, Jay Bender, Zach Egoff, Steven Gatos, Gary McCarthy, and Steve Bland. You guys are the best. I don't have my You're the Best Around. Oh, man. I took You're it the out best to- around. We will see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ruby guys. Rod. Oh, my gosh. Is it hot as fuck? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.